0: By its Game of the Year 2019 podcast. Uh, I'm Merit Kaye, Features and Trending Editor, and I'm in a tremendous amount of pain. Um, <laughs> and uh, joining me is the, uh, the entire content team of our website. So uh, on the call, we have Senior Editor, Danielle Rando. Hi, hello. Hello, we have Managing Editor, Steven Strom. Hi. We have Guides Editor Dylan Skiffington. Hey there. We have Social Editor Nikki Grayson.
1: Hello.
0: And last but certainly not least, we have Editor-in-Chief of Fanbyte.com, John Warren. Hi. Hey.
2: (laughs) John. So. Also in pain, John.
0: We're all in pain. Um. (laughs) Some Perpetual some of key. us more literally than others, but yeah. uh, this is our game of the year podcast, and we we like to have fun around here. Uh, I think I would say mm-hmm. is that accurate. Some yeah. might so, call it anarchy. Some would call it anarchy. Some would call it chaos. Chaos reigns. Um, but we have a bunch of different categories that we've we've come up with. Some of them are kind of twisted. Like some of them are kind of like twisted humor. <laughs> <game-er, laughs> <laughs> I mean you might call them South Park kind of humor. Yeah. Um, that real
3: Saint real Saints Row humor. Real Saints Terrible.
4: Row stuff. Um, I, I so, was thinking maybe like the Harley Quinn animated series, you know? Yes. We say <laughs> it, fuck a lot yeah. on this show. And you'll
3: be able to control the size of your honker in this one. Ooh. So, <laughs> with the podcast we <laughs> have a
1: sex appeal slider. Yeah, oh appeal yeah.
0: yeah. Um Yeah. So we have a number of categories here. How many <laughs> categories do we have? Let me just check real quick. No one's quite sure. Yeah, I think we were going to try and stick to 10, but we have 11 because, again, chaos does rain. Mm -hmm. Um, No, we have 10. We have 10. One of them doesn't count. And the pale is coming for us all. So (laughs) um, before then, let's enjoy some of the good video games that came out this year. So I think the way we're going to do this is we're going to go through each of the categories, and I will read the nominees that we devised. And the way we did this, you know, I think uh, half of our Game of the Decade episodes are out at this point, and that was an unending nightmare, um, I think, <laughs> yep. for all of us in many ways. Uh, there was much wailing and gnashing of teeth, and uh, this time we went a little lower key. It, it was pretty simple, straight down the line voting, and uh, I, I don't think we're going to have a lot of, uh, of contention here, but let's, uh, let's just get right down to it. So, our first category is Best Weapon or Sports Game. And I believe this is a returning category from last year.
4: Yes. Yes. um, Uh, Last year, the Leviathan Axe from God of War beat out Forza Horizon 4, I think.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) And the nominees for Best Weapon or Sports Game are The Cat Bombs from Void Bastards, (laughs) Nikki talking about NBA 2K20 on FanWith all year, The Mozambique from Apex Legends. The Poltergust GOO from Luigi's Mansion 3. Rats from A Plague Tale. And (laughs) the Hunting Horn from Monster Hunter World. And the winner for Best Weapon or Sports Game... With an overwhelming majority, is Nikki talking about NBA 2K20 on fanwith all year. And I think uh, this was not a surprise to any of us, really. Um, no. re- truly, truly a great sports game. Um, does, uh, does anyone want to, to talk about this a little more?
4: Nikki, I think you should maybe like I think Nikki likes talking about it. <laughs> so, do honestly,
0: the honors, Nikki, like, okay. please. But to be so, clear, you're let's... not talking about NBA 2K20 right now. You're talking about you're having talk right about it. You. I'm talking <laughs> about That's me talking
1: about it on the podcast. Yeah. I will I will always remember, because it was one of my favorite podcast moments ever, not even including the ones that I've been on, just when I said the words hoverboard um, <laughs> in context... <laughs> Or when I was talking about all of the things that you could purchase um, in the in the my park area of the National Basketball Association 2020 video game, I could like feel in the, like kind of there was just like tangible confusion and just like it was it was a call <laughs> of experts Suddenly, questioning whether or not they were actually experts in the field that they were working, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was beautiful. It was a, it was truly a beautiful moment. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a, it's a truly it's just, it's legitimately the most buckwild game I've played all year. Uh,
4: Nikki, so. I
1: I personally
4: have no interest whatsoever in basically any sports game on the market, but like still took just tremendous joy from listening to you describe like the horrors that you had experienced Mm -hmm. at its hands all year like it
1: was enough to make me think well shit maybe i should maybe i should play this game (laughs) it's one of the few games that acts by by talking about it they actually made us do branded content Mm. because it was impossible (laughs) to like to take those two things apart from each other
2: for Gatorade shoes, no less. For
1: Gatorade shoes. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. you have to talk about the Gatorade We did. We did give them free advertising. <laughs> and Beats Not by Dre. Well, uh, just Beats.
4: <laughs>
3: and, and the awful shoe you made. Yeah, the terrible shoe I made. <laughs> the, the monochrome <laughs> shoe
1: I made.
0: Yeah, we didn't, uh, we, we, I think we should probably add a category that's, like, best shoes, because we mm. could include <laughs> Nikki's bad shoe, and also the Destiny Moon Boots that you can buy for real. That you can yeah. still
1: buy for real. They haven't sold out, strangely enough.
0: No, the terrible <laughs> shoes
1: have not sold out. They're really um,
0: bad. Marty but, has
4: some pretty good shoes in Pokemon. True. She got like, like her heels are like literally like metal spikes, and that's that's pretty rad.
0: It is. Let's move New on. Category. Though. Let's move on to <laughs> yeah. most agonizing trend. Um, I believe this is another returning category, as many of these are, and. Uh, not a lot of votes in this category, perhaps because we didn't want to think about our agonies. We didn't really want to reflect on our oh, past. Oh, shit, I forgot to vote pain. in this one. Here. Well, it's mm-hmm. a little late now. Danielle, oh, you're not you the know? only one. There, <laughs> no. are, there, are, there is least one other person on this call what? who maybe
4: voted on two categories this entire thing. I'm afraid thing. once, <laughs> I've, I'm afraid yeah. once yeah. I've gotten
0: Adam. to the category, it is too late to register your vote. If you do want to vote for upcoming categories, that is fine, but um, Danielle, I'm not going to uh. be able to count your vote. But I was oh,
3: no. I was late this morning in because I went to Price trend. Waterhouse. Aww.
0: and
4: and Can you, you can't no your... no adding more joke <laughs> entries. Can you just lean up on that microphone a little bit more, John? When you when you speak. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, uh, what I was
3: gonna say is is I was late this morning because I had to go to Price Waterhouse, and those are locked in. Yeah. So they had to hand me the envelope.
1: And, yes. and we can all vote it in anyway. yes. Yeah, yeah. La Land is the most agonizing trend of 2019. It is.
0: So the nominees for most agonizing trend are, games that make you do a thing a hundred times until you get it right. For instance, Outer Wilds, or the low catch rates in Pokemon, which I believe we busted that myth that it is now based on level rather than the previous formula, but still. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My Cat Hating It, when I sit at my desk, this, of course, <laughs> coming from uh, Stephen,
4: mm-hmm. he does hate it. Right before who, this mm-hmm. podcast,
1: he was still screaming at me. <laughs> to <laughs> part, games. to part the kimono a little bit. Stephen didn't even vote for the category they put down. <laughs> no, that no, is I true. Yeah, no. neither
2: did I until just now. So I get it.
0: Well, Danielle, I'm afraid again, your vote in this category <laughs> is, is null and void. Uh, Company is listening to quote. Fan Outcry, and finally, video games. <laughs> and uh, we do have a tie in, in this category. So we do have a two-way tie between companies listening to Fan Outcry and video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Stephen, do you want to tell us a little bit about this phenomenon?
4: Sonic looked fine the way he Aww. was, and would be, oh uh, that God. movie would have been a lot more interesting if they had just left it alone. Uh, and it sets a bad precedent for like, the amount of power that seven very angry men who were either going to see a movie or buy a game or not beforehand and deciding to change anything about it was never going to change that fact... Listening to them and uh, making them think that they're more powerful is, is a bad... Tr- it's a bad precedent, just, uh, just like, you know, holistically, for the world, like, for capitalism and for our society, it's a bad thing, in a way. Um, uh, so just, you're saying
0: you're saying that you're anti-consumer, basically? I am
4: anti-consumer. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> bold, bold choice. I see. Um, yeah, it's bold. Nikki, do you want to talk about video games?
1: Listen, these digital monsters continue... <laughs> to be created these bits and bytes they can be rendered into literally anything a bear a cat a sweater That's anything horrifying. that these that these perverts want to create they can and have and right? and, and I will say will continue uh, if I may to add, make them.
0: um since obtaining a gaming PC and getting on steam I, I will corroborate the fact that these are perverts we're talking about yeah oh,
1: yes 100% of them 100% every 100% single one perverts. of them is is a pervert Across and the they board. will just continue to make until someone stops them and this was not a year where we were able to stop them and so on 2020 get on the fucking horse and stop the video games right. <laughs> i'm i'm becoming
4: more of a pervert right now just by talking about video games yeah no. that's
1: how they get you
3: oh my God. i mean you already talked about sonic steven so right <laughs> I um, I had a I, whole I can,
4: segment this year on this year's podcast talking about Sonic's feet. What am I? What's happening to me? Who am yeah, I, can, I anymore? Can I just add to? I I just want
3: to I, I just wanna add this. I want to add the Stevens just real quick because the Sonic thing is funny because when when they fixed everything, everyone was like, "Well, now we have to go see it because they did change it." And I was like, "Yeah, but I wanted to go see the pervert one, mm-hmm. the one <laughs> uh-huh. where a pervert decided what Sonic was going to look like." And now I'm not as interested.
4: Yeah, I'm going so to thanks, go see Santa, it out that way. I want to be clear about that. I yeah, am, I'm a Sonic pervert now. No, and I mean I must. I'm looking at the new Sonic right
0: now, and I don't. This doesn't do anything for me. Like I can't. Right. I can't.
4: You can't, um, can't finish unless he looks
1: like a fucking... <laughs> a
4: <taxi monster. laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. I do just want to bring attention. We are using um, a Google document, and um, there is a user named anonymous hedgehog in our google. Oh no. Oh
2: no. So <laughs> somebody get a screenshot. Oh my god, I think yeah. it might be me cuz I don't see it.
1: Oh,
0: oh shit. Really, okay. Oh my god. Sonic the entire time. The call is coming from inside
4: that <laughs> Hey, wait. They are anonymous. We don't know if it's Sonic or Silver or Shadow. Right. Or Amy. It could be Shadow. Could, or a, which one's the bat? Is Amy a
0: hedgehog? Sorry. Wait, hold on a second. No, I'm not going to let that Amy's just go past.
3: Merritt would know. <laughs>
5: we were
0: talking Merit, about hedgehogs. Merritt killed Amy. And Danielle, you just said, which yeah. one's the bat? And so I do like this idea, though, that all, um, all animals are just kinds of hedgehogs in the Sonic (laughs) world. (laughs) So, like, a fox is, like, a kind of hedgehog, and, like, an echidna is the kind of hedgehog. Oh, oh, you mean the Galarian Only in the Sonic
2: world. Yeah. They all
0: roll into balls. They all spin dash. They're all the same. Um, I don't see any difference between them. They all look the same to me. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Uh... Now, let's move on to Best Ongoing Game. This is a a crowded field this year. And um, I I wish I could have added to most agonizing trend um, live games or everything wanting to be a live game, (laughs) because boy, howdy, are there a lot of them. Uh, So the nominees for Best Ongoing Game are Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy XIV, Warframe, Destiny 2, Fortnite, was on there and then someone crossed it out oh, no. <laughs> and again that is sabotage so fortnite is still a nominee dota 2 team fight tactics dota underlords magic the gathering arena path of exile and apex legends
5: whoa whoa <laughs> whoa
2: last second vote no, here. Uh,
0: move their no. again no, merit got <laughs> to again, the category. Beforehand. You can vote for categories that are further down the list, and your vote will be counted. But if I
4: see you typing <laughs> while I'm on the category,
0: that's nothing.
4: You had like 24 hours to. Vote. You did have a full
0: solar cycle, whatever. Uh, however, <laughs> that works. And uh, the winner them, Farscape, for Best Ongoing Game, because votes cannot be changed. They were locked <laughs> in. Uh, it would appear that we have a two-way tie. That is not correct. Uh, the winner of Best Ongoing Game is Destiny 2. And I think I might... Actually, no, Dylan, do you want to talk about Destiny a little bit?
5: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so, so much that happened this year for that mm. game. Um, I mean, I guess, like, last, late last year, they started the whole season pass things doing well, it wasn't quite season pass, but there were seasonal things, like the Black Armory, uh, and then they rolled into this year with the Gambit one, whatever that was. Season <laughs> The Reckoning, Wild. Joker's, well, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm glad they got in order for all that stuff. Uh, and then there's a little Season of Opulence thing, and then Shadowkeep, and um, now Season of the Undying, and soon Season of the Dawn, and there's just a lot in that game, and it never stops, and I'll never run out of things to do, and it's great, but it's also awful, and it, Barrett's right, it might be an agonizing trend, because they never end. Well, you here's
0: know? what I'll say about Destiny, though. And um, I was sort of going on a tear uh, the other day about how there are certain games that the best when, the best quality I can describe of them is that they're compulsive, and when I find myself doing that, I don't want to play them anymore. So I was deep into Slay the Spire for about two days. I was up until 4 a.m. twice in a row playing it. And at that point, I realized this is not a good thing for me. Um, and I'm always thinking, oh, next run, next run, or like the next mm. chest or whatever. And um, like playing the game itself isn't, I mean, it's a well-designed game, but in that sort of f- format or genre, playing the game itself isn't fun so much as there is constantly the promise of future fun being dangled in front of you. Destiny, in one sense, is that as a loot shooter but in another more important sense it's it is fun to just play around in and uh, steven on multiple occasions has described it as like a pickup game of basketball and i think that's totally correct because just moving around in that game uh shooting in that game and just doing dumb dance emotes and things is enjoyable in itself um even if you're not like on a loot grind or on a power grind So, and also the fact that it's multiplayer means that there is inherently this, like, shared experience, which I think elevates it. And, um, yeah, it's a very good video game that I unexpectedly got very deep into this year.
4: Excellent. Uh, Honestly, part of that, too, for me is just, like... Watching you get into this game, like watching the arc of you get into this game, the course of course, a fan with and stuff like that. Like going from thinking, like I don't what this is the one game I can keep up with. I feel like you know of the ongoing games, and it's a website about ongoing games for the most part. So I better, I better try one of them and then become the true destiny master <laughs> that we needed all along. Like just completely eclipsing uh, Dylan and I within like. Mm, Two weeks, or like that. <laughs> the one who was foretold, yes, yeah, uh, um,
0: the chosen one, the the young wolf, um, that that is my rap name also, young wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Zavala, drop the track, um, please.
2: <laughs> good,
0: uh, good.
1: Donald Duck.
0: Someone, someone They're just dope. no, someone remix the uh, the Mars speech. I think that would be dope oh uh anyway next category um we are leaving a category out because that will be on late lunch which already happened as of you hearing this probably maybe i'm not sure what is time no No one's one's really clear Uh, (laughs) the next category then
4: i gotta take a couple issues with this category when you get to it merit i'm sorry
0: well uh, me too but you know let's try and keep our emotions in check and just you know (laughs) these johnny come Latelys allow the system to prevail uh, because we, we have to have faith in the system. If we have the system, we have nothing. If we don't have the system, uh. the nominees for best original question, best original character and or performance are Kim Kitsuragi, Disco Elysium, Doctor Casper Darling, Control, Emmett Selch, Final Fantasy XIV, Yagami, Judgment, Melissa Game Pass. What at Xbox it? Game Pass. Iba, AI, The Samian Files. Malroth, Dragon Quest Builders 2. The Goose, Untitled Goose Game. Todd, Nikki's Togekiss. Pokemon. You got away Mario. with it! <laughs> Parvati and Junlei, The Outer Worlds. And in a last minute upset. So upset. Indeed, indeed, yes. upset, and upset is the word for it. Uh, the winners are Parvati and Junlei. Outer worlds. Yay. God damn it!
4: God damn it! I love jo- I love Parvati and Junlei, but god
1: damn it!
0: Once you all Johnny play did- Disco Elysium, you will realize the errors of your ways, you will feel ashamed of your words and deeds.
1: I will say, I will say, John did do a small crime and did do a voter fraud. He did vote twice, which is a whole thing by itself. John was the first noted case of uh, voter fraud in this country. Um, (laughs)
0: country Danielle, would you like to talk about these characters? (laughs) What? Danielle, would you like to talk about these oh, characters? Oh, I would love to. Oh.
2: Sorry, there was a bit of a cutout, but no worry. Technical difficulties are no problem because both of these characters are engineers. They're really good <laughs> lesbian <laughs> engineers. Sorry, was that, a, was that a bad? No, that was, no, that was, that good? was
1: very good. Sometimes
2: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so Parvati uh, and Junlei are queer ladies who are both in uh, The Outer Worlds, they can date if you want them to date because you can basically uh, go on a galaxy-spanning side quest to get all the items for Parvati to bring to Junlei for the perfect date, which includes a dustback casserole, a cute outfit, uh, and good soap that makes her smell good uh, for her uh, hot date. It's really cute. It's actually like really well done. These are these are like Parvati is just this really sweet, awesome dork. Uh, who loves machines, and uh, she's also asexual, which is pretty cool and interesting, and it's handled, I think, uh, decently well in the game, uh, but she certainly is not uh, aromantic, because she's super into Junlei, who runs basically the entire engine room uh, for Groundbreaker, and it's like her, like, basically family business, a whole legacy, she's kind of anti-corporate, she's really rad. They write each other horrible, horrible poetry uh, using a lot of, like, machine terminology which is maybe the best part of this whole thing but really it's just like a very sweet romance parvati's a great character ellie's also a really cool character uh in in the game she's like a cool rogue medic but yeah just a lot of fun really sweet uh a really good little side quest and uh kind of delightful characters
0: great thank you yeah um again you will all feel ashamed, but they seem like those seem like good characters. Also, let's move on to best snack, and you might think that we're using this term in sort of the cool uh, Gen Z way to mean yeah, the Gen
1: Z way in
0: in a Gen Z way, you know, um, to to denote someone who is like visually appealing we're not it's just <laughs> the foods that are good and the categories for best snack are monster hunter celiana food monster hunter world meal final fantasy 14 rizzo's lemon slap outer worlds speed Disco Elysium (laughs) And we do have a two way tie Between Monster Hunter Celiana food and speed So um, Stephen or Dylan Would you like to talk about the Monster Hunter food
4: Dylan do you want to take this one
5: Uh, You go for it You've played it more recently than I have
4: (laughs) Okay Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I will say right off the bat that this was a food that looks so good that we had an entire article on fanbite.com dedicated to just recreating the food, um, and taking photos of it, um, it is really, it's just, you know, the food in Monster Hunter just looks good, the bread comes apart in the way that you want bread to come apart in real life, and they put in so much work Towards it in the original uh, Monster Hunter World, they had kind of this big cat who made you like he was like a big, the muscular chef. He was like a big dude who <laughs> was all about gains, and he was constantly telling you that you needed to eat more protein to get your gains. Um, and so he would make you big, giant, like meaty food, like big plates and meat and so, stuff like that. Uh, in Hunter, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, the expansion, uh, his. Teacher, the Grammeaster, this big, giant, uh, rotund, friendly cat uh, woman, uh, takes over for your new base of operations, and she just ma- she just really wants to make sure that you're well fed, like a nice grandma. And so she makes you this big hearty stew to take out with you into the cold of the Horfrost Reach, which is where most of the, you know, uh, story of that game takes place. And it looks fantastic. And on top of that, one thing that they had talked about in expansions was that there are two social areas in any given base in Monster Hunter World. And uh, those would be like the main one where you're just by yourself. And then there's the gathering hub where you can hang out with up to 16 other players or 15 other players. And in Monster Hunter World, the base game, they had, like, this little elevator, this sort of dumbwaiter that would, like, bring the food up from the muscular chef's area up to the restaurant kind of cafeteria area up there. But they had talked about, like, well, that was a cool little detail, but architecturally it doesn't make any sense because the uh, the dumbwaiter comes up from basically nowhere. So with this new game, we made sure that the gathering hub was situated in such a spot that it made sense, like you know, in terms of real space, in terms of Euclidean geometry, for the food to come up from the Grand table to your cafeteria in the Gathering oh Hub. <laughs> it's so good! It's like just this really, really uh, nice little attention to oh detail with some really great-looking food, and that game is good. There you oh go. Oh my
0: god, I wish I was playing Monster Hunter World right now.
4: It's a new monster just came out today.
0: I'm gonna start Two playing it again. It's the
3: Cloverfield monster. Uh, Hey, Merritt, tell us about speed.
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, I do want to say that speed is a sometimes food. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Disco Elysium, you can take a number of different drugs. And uh, those drugs are cigarettes, alcohol, speed, um, an anti-radiation drug. And I think maybe that's it, um, because there's one for each stat. And... um, Speed increases your uh, motorics, motor, motorifics, motorics. Um, Something like that. Motorics, I think. Motorics, which is like your your fine motor skills uh, skills. It increases that, but it does. It is not good for you, um, in the sense that it will damage your health. I believe health or morale.
3: Now, what kind of wine do you pair with speed?
0: Uh, No, the interesting thing about Disco Elysium is that uh, there are different brands of the various drugs Mm. and alcohol, but just like in real life, they're entirely cosmetic and status symbols only. Uh, They all do the same thing. They all do get you drunk um, at the same rate, but uh, wine costs more than beer because it's fancier. Uh, So Speed, uh, the first time that I... um,
3: I I also can't stress enough, do not actually mix uh, alcohol with Speed.
0: Don't, uh, yeah, don't don't do that. Please don't. So Speed, uh, I did have a quest pretty early on in Disco Elysium to find some Speed and do Speed. Mm. And uh, I tried to get it from Kuno, um, the fucking asshole kid. Uh, who is on speed, definitely. And uh, he did not, I was unable to convince him to do it. So what happened was that I did um, go into uh, someone's hotel room to interview them, uh, to interview her. And I just sort of took the opportunity to kind of like ruffle around in her things. And in the medicine cabinet, I did see a bottle of speed. And um, my, my skill about being good at drugs told me to take it. So of course I did and I managed <laughs> to take it without Kim noticing. I did take it, um, I, I passed that quest, I did get experience for doing speed um, and uh, it, I did become a super cop again and mm-hmm. then uh, I did tell Kim immediately after that I just yes. did some speed because I didn't want him to be upset with me and surprisingly he said that he did not care. Then he's not my mother, and as long as I'm on the case, it's fine. So do all the speed you like.
4: Kim Kim might be a cop, but Kim is, no, is not a narc. He's not
0: a narc. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, I would say th- this is a case where maybe, uh, again, uh, sometimes food in the game and in real life, if, yeah. if anything. Uh, maybe a never <laughs> food.
4: There is honestly something in the game about like the way it handles drugs. Maybe not the specific drugs it is talking about, but there is kind of a a non-judgmental approach to like the idea of taking medication for things that I think like some other video games have had like maybe a poor track record oh, with. In the past. no, I,
0: I do think hmm. that Disco Elysium. Before we move on, uh, does approach drugs in a really interesting way where uh, it is pretty forthright about the fact that. Most of these things are absolutely going to kill you if you keep doing them. And at the same time, they do help you get through some circumstances that, uh, you know, it maybe isn't the best or healthiest choice. But uh, if you're a detective trying to solve a murder, then maybe, you know, maybe you have a cigarette to <laughs> make your sniper aim better because you're a solid snake. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not telling anyone to do illegal drugs. Um, Just want to clarify that. Let's move on to Best Grind. (laughs) Speaking of drugs. um, (laughs) I like weed. I like weed. You grind it. Um, So this is interesting because I feel like this category overlaps quite a bit with Best Ongoing Game, just by nature of Ongoing Games. But the nominees for Best Grind are Monster Hunter World, Warframe, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV, Grindstone, Dota Underlords, Teamfight Tactics, and Void Bastards. And the winner of Best Grind is, perhaps unsurprisingly, Destiny 2. Now, I do want to, I think we already covered Destiny um, pretty well. So I do want to hear from either Danielle or John about the the runner-up in this category, which is Void Bastards.
2: John, you want to take it away?
3: Uh, yeah, I can try. I, I haven't played nearly as much of this as I want to, uh, but I've played about five hours, and there's something really, really satisfying about kind of um, the, the perks and, uh, you know, the game giveth and taketh away in many, <laughs> many very interesting ways. And it's really, really, really fun to take a lot of the uh, abilities into kind of this roguelike experience um, in a way that most roguelikes don't really scratch that itch for me. Um, everything is kind of samey and uh, uninteresting, but the way that Void Bastards really throws um, kind of interesting, quirky mechanics uh, in, in, in its grind uh, keeps it really, really, really fresh, um, and it makes me kind of like long to go play it more than a lot of games that kind of try to do the same thing. Um, Danielle, was that your experience with the game? I, I'm pretty sure you played that. Yeah, I actually I
2: fell have. all the way in. I I nice. beat this game. I probably played 40 plus hours of it. Uh, oh my! And, yeah, it's it's kind of if you want to do a meets meets, it really is kind of like a roguelike Bioshock. Uh, It's kind of like a light immersive sim where you can make weapons and other things kind of do the work for you. And it has a really nice sense of humor. Uh, Basically, you're sort of like a prisoner who's been, you know, hydrated to be alive again to go uh, do a whole bunch of tasks. Uh, and you go from ship to ship in this, you know, horrible void and uh, you're looking for various things you're looking and they're always like ridiculous objects. It's like, oh, form 275 to, you know, do this legal thing or oh, this microchip to make this uh, HR computer and, and that sort of thing. So it's actually pretty funny. Uh, it moves really, really fast. It feels really good to play. And uh, yeah, it, it was extremely fun to do the grind. And it's very like uh, tongue in cheek about the grinding elements of its own gameplay which is cute and fun and I enjoyed that and also uh, Kara Ellison voiced the pirates I think she was a narrative uh, designer on the game but oh. also she voiced the pirates that sometimes hunt you down which was very funny because I was playing it and I was like that sounds like Kara was <laughs> that Kara and I like looked it up and I was like it was so it kind of cute
4: I had no idea <laughs>
2: yeah it's good shit cool
4: very good shit I gotta play that this year still.
2: It's it's real good. Yeah, I I do recommend it.
0: You do have to play it before the end of the year because as we all know, when the year (laughs) rolls over, all video games from the previous year are erased. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah
3: absolutely. it happens it we, does happen we cannot you know? they' they keep talking about backwards compatibility, but I'm like, for what? all what the, about is compatibility? like all the, all the games in the previous 12 months because that's it that's all yeah. that, that's yeah. all that
4: exists. I do reformat my hard drive every January 1st, as we all know yep. Yep. yeah I mean that that's sense. just that's, good that's practice. Smart. you want to defrag on regular basis
0: let's move on to best small detail. Uh, this yeah. is a really fun category. I like this category. Uh, there are a lot of nominees in this category. Uh, the nominees are seeing the hands inside Riven's heart in Destiny. I feel like that does need some context. Um, there's a part but in a Destiny read <laughs> where you go inside this creature's heart. Uh, and at the same time, another player is carrying the heart And it sort of trades off in that way. And uh, when you're inside the heart, and this is a detail that I didn't notice until it was pointed out to me, you can look up to see the hands of the
4: guardian that is carrying
0: it.
1: Oh, that's cool as hell. Which is very cool.
4: (laughs) Also important for context here is this is a detail from a raid that came out last year, but I included it on this list because we all just learned about it about 13 hours ago. (laughs) Oh, was Last Wish last year? I think so. Because it Ooh, came up with was off right? the
0: list. Was forsaken Ooh. last year. Yeah. What, yeah it was wow. Like so this has Ooh. been
3: disqualified. <laughs> wow. Second. Literally, <laughs> literally What's up. <laughs> It Doesn't
0: matter at all. Uh, it does not matter. It. Uh, it's redacted. It is redacted. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's just continue on. Luigi's Mansion elevator floor indicators, by which I mean <laughs> the little needles to tell you what floor you're on.
4: Is, can I get some context for that? I
0: still yes. haven't played. So when uh, this is something that I noticed, I would say a couple hours into the game, but every floor in Luigi's Mansion is themed. And uh, when you mm-hmm. exit the elevator, the little needle indicator above that sort of indicates where the elevator is, um, is themed to that floor. Okay. So on uh-huh. the uh, the museum level, it's a little dinosaur bone. Uh, I I first noticed it actually on the music level where it's um, a treble clef. And uh, it's very cute. And uh, just one of those fun little details.
2: Yeah.
3: It's a good one.
0: Yeah.
2: It's awesome.
0: Okay. So uh, moving on. High-fiving your boyfriend in Dragon Quest Builders 2 after every successful objective completion. Mm Mm-hmm trees give you oxygen
3: outer wilds
1: who would have thunk well yeah considering
3: they're in space john now real quick nikki did you nominate this i didn't oh okay because we as we know nikki doesn't know anything about science i don't know anything about okay anyway move on man it's
2: a cool detail
3: it's a very calcium
1: not
0: an element (laughs) The restaurant in Celiana physically connecting to the gathering hub, dumbwaiter, Monster Hunter World. We previously discussed that. (laughs) To be outfit, not being gender locked. Final Fantasy XIV. The dynamite scene, control. The huge location establishing text, control.
4: And the (sighs) winner is... Wait, Merit, Sorry. (laughs) I know you have a rule about like not changing votes at the last minute. Here, do you think I could play a put one video link in the Discord that <laughs> is about a minute long uh, from the dynamite scene from Control? I, I can not believe, hear editing, gonna, you hear this sound. You're gonna,
1: it's gonna, you're gonna get it.
2: Wait, Control is the winner either way.
4: It is the it is the winning game, but I just want people to know. I want people in this room to know about this scene from Control. It's about, like I said, it's a little over a minute long. Oh, my God. Can,
3: <laughs> can Very, I bend I the rules? You really can't watch this. this. Oh, you, you, you can post it. You no can post it. Changing. Mm. Can no votes changing. You can do whatever you can post, a, post this it. This is a free country. at that
4: point. I might as well not to <laughs> put them the yeah. floor.
0: <laughs> That's just science, baby. Um... We'll get to it. Don't worry, Stephen. I'm, I'm going to play Control, and uh, we'll all get to it. The winner is the huge location establishing text Control. Would, also very good. Would someone who voted for this like to talk about it?
1: Nikki, Yeah, you want to do that? I, oh, yeah, I, could, I also put this down. There, I, I fucking love typefaces. Fonts, <laughs> my jam. I fucking love fonts. And there's nothing better than a good, strong sans serif font all about it's just so it's so satisfying every time you walk into a place and your whole fucking screen is consumed by words that are very good um austin walker has a thing about good proper names or proper nouns yeah um and control is a video game filled with extremely good proper nouns um so to walk in. Yeah, like to walk into a room and it in all caps says dead letters to you. Very good. Mm -hmm. Extremely good. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's all I've got. It's very good. (laughs) It is very good.
2: It's extremely good.
0: Great. Uh, Our next category is best real video game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the the criteria for real video game. You know, a lot of people want to have conversations about interactivity, um, narrative, mechanics, Mm -hmm. and those are all well and good for the eggheads in their ivory towers, but we (laughs) all know that what makes a video game a real video game is if it has a part where you're on a slow-moving elevator fighting off waves of goons. Yes. That inclusion is what makes something a real game. And the nominees for this category are Pokemon Sword and Shield, Gatto Roboto, Jedi Fallen Order, and Destiny 2. And the winner, taking home another award, and the fan by Game of the Year 2019 awards is Destiny 2. And I think we're all really proud of Destiny 2 for becoming a real video game with yeah, the release finally. of Shadowkeep, mm-hmm. which does feature a strike where you are on a very, very slow moving and completely impractical elevator uh, while Hive acolytes take pot shots at you from alcoves in the wall, which are, are they just hanging out in there? Yeah, how would they get in how there? How did they how get did they in there? To it get doesn't out? matter. It's a real video game now, and we the don't ask those kinds of
1: questions. The, the cool, the no, John, you can't actually. It's it's too far. Oh, they're too far away. Oh, yeah, you can like You cannot athletes athletes reach them to see if there is a tunnel connecting this. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. The fun thing about the elevator in that one strike in Destiny Two Shadowkeep, the name of which we none of us know, um, uh, I is I believe it's the. the crimson keep crimson keep crimson keep sure you could have said literally anything (laughs) i could have said yep um the cool thing about that elevator is is that it is as if a hive architect somewhere saw an elevator in a book and was like okay okay i i think i get this but then like didn't see the building surrounding it and saw that it was only like four stories So the the elevator they built was for 50 stories and was just a huge, large platform. That's what they built in the Crimson Key.
5: Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the... the, horizontally how much area like i'm pretty sure that's like 60 percent of the tower is just the elevator in the center just the elevator
1: yeah yes.
0: yeah it is the scarlet cape actually uh the uh, crimson unrelated oh, video game uh that i, <laughs> I just looked that up I, we do like to be accurate with these things um we're all very excited that uh destiny 2 has joined the ranks of uh many beat-em-up games of yeah listen indie studios Mega Man titles awards, you know yeah Uh, And uh, this interestingly did happen in Pokemon this year too Which is more of a turn-based experience But nonetheless, there is a scene with a comically large elevator Where you fight off goons
1: Where they casually introduce the concept of hard light to the Pokemon They sort of
0: just throw that in right at the end there John, can you tell me about the Jedi Fallen Order scene?
1: Uh,
3: Yeah, just as what you would expect In practically large elevator moving very slowly um, some waves of enemies, some farther away than could possibly uh, do. You're you're, refle- you're reflecting beams back at people. Uh, real, real, just you know, realistic. Uh, you know, reminded me a lot of Streets of Rage, yes. Streets of Rage two. You know, Streets of Rage just three. Streets of Rage three, <laughs> Streets of Rage almost four. certainly Streets of Rage four. We'll Wind find out jammers. soon. jammers. Um, <laughs> it, you know, just. I, I, you know as george lucas intended when he created <laughs> his world he he and his wife who uh should get more credit on those movies than she gets um you know he he just said he saw an elevator and he goes big elevator big elevator we m- me wants we me once fight big me, elevator sorry misa so want and to fight big elevator <laughs> Misa won fight big elevator, oh, and finally Jedi Fallen Order is the one property that delivered. So thanks, thanks to Cal, the most forgettable Cal protagonist light-saver. ever. Uh, Cal who plays the Joker in Gotham. Cal who is in uh, fucking what, What's that? Uh, what's that terrible shameless. Showtime show? Literally shameless. Shameless
4: television show, John. Uh,
3: shameless on Showtime. Thank you, Cal. Uh, also, by the way, I just want to go back because Jedi Fallen Order will not get spoken up again in this, in this, it box, in this podcast. It is unfortunate. I was not thinking. Uh, Deborah Wilson as the uh, as Seer in uh, uh, Jedi Fallen yeah. Order, so probably tremendous. a top top three performance of the year. Yeah. Uh, really great voice work. She did a bunch of mocap, it appears, uh, facial recognition stuff. Uh, really, really good Uh a mad mad TV alumna who uh, has been killing it in voice acting. Anyway.
4: Should have probably that's all I have to maybe say. just been the main character of that game.
3: Oh, oh, uh, one billion percent should have just been like you play that game and you realize that there is no great narrative like not a really great narrative reason why she wasn't just the protagonist yeah. of that game. Well, Kyle Lightsaber, you yeah, know. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway, okay, move on.
0: OK, let's move on to the next category, then. Um, yes. I do want to just say how nice it is to see so many uh, mad TV that's <laughs> just really killing it in uh, in the it's 2010s true. and hopefully into the next decade. Um, so the next category is best interior design.
3: Oh, Nicholas just threw a grenade into yeah, this category. Yeah, he sure did.
2: <laughs> oh boy.
3: Okay, wow. All All right. Right. according to
2: the
4: rules,
3: right.
0: no,
1: had no, had said the category, category. name.
2: No? Yeah, yeah
0: this is this is a contentious field.
4: The category For people listening, please uh, sorry, I just want to say for people listening, what Nikki did just do is change up one vote in this thing that did turn it from a like categorical <laughs> victory for one game into a three-way tie. <laughs> But it's
0: good. Now we have to talk talk about all three. Yeah. All right. Okay. The categories or the the contenders. Uh, I my I have brain damage. Um, Are (laughs) are uh, control. Just generally, the spaceship interior in Outer Wilds, your hostel room in Disco Elysium, Luigi's Mansion just generally, and Link's Awakening, also kind of just generally. A video generally. game that did
1: come out this year.
0: It did come out this year. And the arenas in Mortal Kombat 11, and I will point out, though, that many of those arenas are outside. Um, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this, isn't,
0: uh, this isn't just best level design or best area design, it is best interior design. Yeah. There's like a so throne
2: room, right? The level
0: uh, yeah. where... The stage where they're making robot ninjas, that is there you go. viable. The Lin Kuei Cyber Factory. The that Lin Kuei Cyber Factory, which does kind of look like the inside of an iPod. Um, <laughs> and we have a three-way tie. Yes. Uh, so we That's have control. Baby. And someone just added the oldest house. I don't know what that means
4: the building that's... That's the 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 building. Yeah, it's the building. We have
0: the spaceship interior in Outer Wilds, and we have Luigi's Mansion. So um, let's just hit these all real quick. Uh, Does someone want to take control?
5: Uh, I give it to Steven since uh, I have not played the game yet. I've just seen
1: a lot of gameplay, and the (laughs) interior
5: design is
4: great. (laughs) Uh, I guess I'm probably the only one who has actually beaten it, too. So yeah, I'll I'll say real quick. um, Oh, Nikki, did you beat it?
1: No, I have not beaten it yet.
4: Okay, and you also didn't vote for it, so whatever. Um, Yeah, Control, the oldest house... I mean, first off, just circling back on... If you want to include as part of the just general decor of the oldest house... The fact that it is called the oldest house is a really strong point in its favor because what a good name that is. But, yeah, throughout the game, like the very first thing that happens in Control is it's a cold open as your character enters the oldest house in the middle of a... I think it's an unnamed city. I don't think they specify if it's New York or something. It kind of looks like New York. It's a big, giant office building. Your character, Jesse, walks inside and it, it is completely empty. It looks like... Uh, big, giant, bureaucratic, like, br- like concrete brutalism uh, building where there should be, like, you know, secretaries and people manning metal detectors and th- different things like that. And yet there's no one there. And it makes this immediately powerful, striking impression of, like, what the entire tone of that game is going to be. From which point you then start going through the place and it keeps up that aesthetic but then fills it with, like, all kinds of interesting things along the lines of, like, the first note you find, the first like text log you find in that game is right next to one of the metal detectors which specifies things like hey, if you're coming into this building make sure that like you're not carrying anything in your pockets that might be considered like an iconographic item like you know, a number two pencil or a rubber duck or (laughs) or things like that (laughs) Things of that nature. Uh, throughout the game, you know, then it just kind of leans into that weird, like, bureaucratic vision of um, supernatural events and stuff like that. The Dead Letters that we mentioned earlier as well is this very, very fantastic area where it is this this huge, giant room that is just full of, like, flying... Uh, like it is, It's like three floors tall, big, empty, open with, like, you know, um, desks and things uh, kind of circling around it, and there's just, like piles and piles and piles of letters that fly in from pneumatic tubes and things like that that um, are letters that may or may not be real accounts of supernatural activity. And you can read them, and some some of them are like, hey, I'm I'm a person who is calling 911 because I am trapped inside of the phone lines, and if you hang up, I will die. Or it can be like, <laughs> I got abducted by aliens, and I think that you should you come and help me, and, and stuff like that. And then throughout the game, it does more and more stuff like that by just taking, like, you know... Seemingly normal things and like twisting them in just such a way that makes them eerie and uh, abnormal um, and creepy and uh, just really striking in a way that I don't think other games have done before. Obviously, there is uh, inspiration here from things like uh, SCP and, and things like that, but um, it, not something I have seen done as striking uh, in a video game as Control does it.
0: Great. Um, Danielle or Nikki, would you like to tell us about the spaceship
1: interior in Outer Wilds? The spaceship in Outer Wild is made out of wood.
2: <laughs> it's a tr- it's a tree house that looks like the lunar module in Apollo thirteen,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: it's a tree house.
1: <laughs> and it goes into space and works, and you don't die when you're in it. And that's listen, that's both good aesthetic design and good engineering and practical design because it fucking works. Yeah, and it, that's all I need to say. It just, it like it just
2: works. works.
1: It just works. It's like if a if a mist
3: designer had a sense of humor. Yes! Wow!
2: Yes! 100%. Nikki, Nikki doesn't know
3: what that means Calling because out that sentence the meant nothing. To me. Yeah, for
2: having, for, <laughs>
1: uh, that's for, the game for, Pissed for is for being based off. on. Humorless
0: fucks! <laughs> you hear me,
3: Cyan Worlds?
0: Yeah, that is Fuck that you. is the game that uh, the the sort of little known inspiration for uh, the game Pissed, starring John Goodman, which did feature an original track sung by Mr. Goodman himself.
1: Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, it's very good.
0: It is good, uh, John. <laughs> the
1: the yeah.
0: Oh,
1: Nikki. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say one more thing about the interior of oh the oh my God. It is no it the of the spaceship. It is real. It's great because it is a singular room that somehow is lar- is small enough to feel like at no point if you get out of your out of the pilot seat. You don't feel like you're going to get lost. Right. But it is big enough to have very defined spaces within it. It's like a really good studio apartment. Mm. Um, The spot where the map is is very clearly a different area from where you get your spacesuit, which is a very different area from the cockpit, which is a very different area from where you fall out of the bottom of the spaceship. Um, It's just intricately designed and feels so authentic to that world and to the ethos of the timber hearthians who built the spaceship. Um, it just feels right in a, in a really satisfying way.
0: Anyway, Absolutely. talk
1: about the ghost house,
0: John, tell me about the ghost house.
3: Uh, so Luigi's mansion, the mansion, Luigi's mansion is not at all a mansion, but it's a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, it so it's oh. not
0: a mansion and it does not belong to Luigi.
3: No. It's, oh, so it's, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. It, <laughs> they 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 absolutely should have
1: subtitled that something instead of just being Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, 3. Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, this one's not a mansion, and it isn't Luigi. Okay, so so <laughs>
3: this so, so this Mira did real. touch Mara did touch briefly <laughs> on um the different themes of the floors, but I, I will focus instead on just kind of the um like you'll have you'll have hotel rooms that are adjacent to each other, and they are laid out the same. But they had different guests. They have different like small like details with their layouts and like the intricate nature of each of these hotels, a uh, hotel room setups is like so lovingly crafted, and it feels like a a perfect little diorama. Every single little room is a perfect box with perfect elements and. Aside from that, not only are these elements really like you know beautifully placed, um, you can interact with almost everything. You can suck the sheets off of beds with your uh, vacuum. You can like tear curtains down, curtains down. You can kind of vandalize these spaces, which actually make the uh, the placement of everything actually a little bit more impressive. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just love all of the little details. Um, I love the lobby where there's a buffet area. Um, there's, you know, the, the space behind the uh, uh, the concierge's, like, front desk is um, cluttered in a really charming way. Um, it just feels like a very lived-in space, which, like, for a Mario-adjacent game feels, um, like, extra special, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But, you know, because, like, environmental design... Uh, is so exterior, exteriorly focused um, in most Mario games, but Luigi is such a game about interiors, and they really, 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 really nailed that in the third game.
0: It's wonderful. I yeah. want to live in this in this hotel. Um, yes, and uh, like this one too. I also will say there is a room with uh, that is again, as John was describing, beautifully laid out and and really thematically arranged uh where there is a circular saw that you can suck Mm. into your vacuum and sort Mm -hmm. of just like have on the end of your vacuum and other than using it against a boss later this is the only room where it's used but they Mm. had built that room so that the circular saw realistically takes apart everything in the room (laughs) like they don't just poof and explode you can cut a bed in half straight down the middle Uh, Yeah,
3: I, I, like, I can't stress how Luigi's Mansion 3 is basically like, what if we made a Mario game with an incredibly good physics engine? Like, this, like, crazy material physics engine of, like, sucking cloth into a vacuum and cutting beds in half and, like, thrashing ghosts around a room so it knocks over tables and stuff. It's, like... It's so good just in those moments where you're interacting with these objects in a interesting way.
0: It is very good indeed. It's very good. Uh, This is actually our last true category. Uh, We we don't have a game of the year category, interestingly enough. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Chaos Reigns, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But this category is best new mechanic and I am uh a little dismayed that no one put that engineer character from The Odor Wilds on here because that would be a kind of fun a fun oh. bit. Oh I see. Uh, Danielle
1: you also could have
4: merit you could have also done that. Yeah I
0: didn't think about that until just now though. Mm. So She Um, is
2: a new mechanic too. Like she's new to being uh, on spaceships. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really funny. Or Parvati. No, it is is too late now. The rules are the rules. And then like woof.
0: (laughs) We uh, if we if we start letting just anyone change the rules, then you know it's a slippery slope. You know what's going to happen next? Dogs marrying people. (laughs) People (laughs) adopting (laughs)
4: desks. I love this capriciousness that you have Merit where you're a, like begin this category with chaos reigns and nothing matters and now you're like but no actually the I, am, well, I am <laughs> the lord your god and you shall obey.
0: Oh I am I am the law. I mean I think <laughs> uh is what I would say I would say that 10 times, in fact, to get the achievement for saying I am the law in Disco Elysium. <laughs>
1: um,
0: you know, chaos does reign, but we have to build these systems to give us some sense of stability in the world. Uh, even if they are ultimately uh, for naught, we, we do need them to live. So uh, Best New Mechanic, the nominees are thought, The Thought Cabinet, Disco Elysium, Rocking BB, Death Stranding, Slamming the shit out of ghosts. Luigi's (laughs) Mansion 3. (laughs) Gooigi, Luigi's Mansion 3. (laughs) Emotional Color Wheel, Neocab. Quantum Travel, Outer Wilds. These are all very interesting, and I think I would like to hear about some of them. Um, But the winner is Disco Elysium's Thought Cabinet. Who John? Maybe do you want to take a stab at this one? Uh, uh,
4: yeah. Um, I, I think I can. Um, the thought cabinet in Disco Elysium is kind of your primary way of um, unlocking new skills, I guess you would call them perks, almost in. Disco Elysium, uh, Disco Elysium has, uh, as Merritt alluded to earlier, um, sort of four different categories of, like, normal skills that then, like, end up talking to you and doing all these other things, but, like, those are basically just, like, goosing numbers that, like, make it so you have a higher percentage chance of succeeding at certain things throughout the game, uh, whereas the Thought Cabinet is, like, your character, as they are talking to people, if you say, you know, I think the example we've used before is if you say enough left- leftist things, you will get, like, you know, neo-communist or something like that as a thought. You
0: fire Um, up the big communism builder.
4: Yes. (laughs) Right. Or, and things like that. Your, your character basically, it's basically your character getting stuck on a certain topic or a certain idea. And, not w- being willing to let it go, and you slot them into your character, and then he kind of chews on them over time. Kind of like, you know, you fight a boss in Dark Souls or something like that, and you lose and you lose and you lose and you lose, and then you sleep on it and come back the next day and you just nail it in your first try. They've basically weaponized that as a extant <laughs> concept in Disco Elysium. Um, and you spend enough re- like in-game time thinking about a thing, you will then get like weird... Special unique perks like, you know, for the communism one, you every time you pick a left leaning dialogue option, you'll just get like 10 extra XP. So, but you can a lot of the times that means like insulting people who you view as like ultra capitalist type people or whatever and like telling them to go that you uh, want to, you know, grind them into compost because it's more ecologically friendly than eating them uh, and things like that. Um, and it, it all comes with this incredibly interesting sort of I don't know, Merritt. Maybe you are a more worldly person and could tell me like what this art style evokes. But the the, each of them has this kind of like unique, strange surrealist. uh, I don't know. Body. I would say it's surrealist
0: and kind of. um, Yeah, I don't know. It's sort of this very busy kind of style with vaguely uh, figurative images. Um, and just like a lot of curved flowing lines everywhere depicting mm-hmm. different shapes and objects. Um, and it kind of fits in with the rest of the game's uh, kind of painterly style. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do want to just mention two of these really quickly. Uh, one of them is called Homosexual Underground, <laughs> which um, <laughs>
2: good
0: every thought, in in the game um has a research bonus or penalty. Most of them have penalties while you're thinking about them, like you're distracted. And then when you complete them, you get some different thing. Like you your skill cap increases or you get a bonus to a stat. Um homosexual underground doesn't, I believe, have a bonus while you're working on it. And when you finish it, all that you get is a message saying like have you seriously been thinking about this for the last eight hours? Like, you really need to stop obsessing about sexuality. It is, like, not worth it. It's not good for you. Um, And you should tell Kim that you stopped obsessing about it, too. Uh, And you can tell him, uh, and then you can say, oh, but are you a member of the Homosexual Underground? And then he says, like, so you haven't stopped at all. You're just obsessing about other people now. But yes, I am. Um, and it it gives you no material benefit for the rest of the game, um, because you have just wasted your time obsessing about gay people. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, the other one I want to mention is called Anti-Object Task Force, which you get by hitting inanimate objects a number of times, um, sometimes for a reason, sometimes not. And you can, there's often an an option when you're interacting with something that's just like, fuck you mailbox. And like you (laughs) kick it and you do get hurt for doing that. But, um, the text that you get when you complete that one, I just want to read it really quick. Behold, the anti-object task force has assembled God's avenging angel arrayed against the lower emanations of the darkened one shoe racks, tape recorders, motor carriages and doors. So many doors. You're not just pounding it all to pieces. You're reforging the universe. From the anvil of the heavens to the worms below. Indulge in it. Be bold. Have an impact on the shape of creation. Out of the furnace of your rage, a new reality. Also, you should trash your room again. Um, So it's just like that. It's very good. Um, Does someone... So we do have Slamming the Shit Out of Luigi's Mission to Ghosts. Uh, We did talk about that a little bit. What is Emotional Color Wheel in Neocab?
2: Yeah. So Neocab is a really cool sort of interactive fiction slash adventure game where you're a cabbie in a cyberpunk world and you are taking fares each night while also sort of uh, trying to solve a cool mystery that has to do with uh, government and a big corporation and it's all very cool, very down to earth. But the thing that is interesting about this is that your emotional state at any given time is a glowing color on a bracelet that you wear. It's like wearable tech. It's like the new trend in this world, in this sort of near-future cyberpunk dystopia. Uh, and that actually ties into what types of responses you can have. If you're too angry to say a certain thing, it won't let you say that certain thing. If you are in a particular mood, that will open up other dialogue options. And it's it's actually very cool. It's more than like, oh, there's only three things. It's basically like a simplified Photoshop color picker kind of thing. There are like three intensities of every emotion. Uh, so it's like, oh, light yellow, darker yellow, super bright yellow, things like that. And there are also... Uh, you know areas you can it's not just like oh south and north and west and east it's like oh south southwest that kind of thing so you can be like angry and a little sad happy and a little tired there are you know sort of like four compass directions of emotions but plenty of variety inside of that so it's just a really cool little feature uh that lets you kind of uh flavor the text a little bit extra and actually uh also you know has to do with the gameplay itself
0: cool uh, Nikki, do you want to talk about quantum travel, or is that going to be a spoiler? It's, it's
1: really hard to do, but <laughs> I think there is there's a moment when you figure out what the game is doing relative to the the, the the entire thing with Outer Wilds is that like you are learning things out of order, and yeah. because you're learning things out of order, it makes things that you didn't understand four hours before click like immediately if it's done like if you've if it's worked correctly um the satisfaction that i felt once i figured out what the game was doing with its version of quantum travel i felt like the smartest person in the goddamn world
2: (laughs) it's extremely cool
1: i was like i was like oh 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 okay (laughs) And it, ju- it was just really, really satisfying. Um, and then once you figure out what you can do with it, once you, like, actually have control over it, um, it takes you to some cool places, and there's a really... there's It's just hard to explain exactly what, but it is a very good thing that I wanted to just talk about. Um, but, yeah. Nice.
0: Cool. Well, that is all of the categories that we had come up with, but I think maybe we could also all go around and in lieu of a actual game of the Year award maybe we'll have that on the site later on I don't know uh, yeah 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 why not yeah who's gonna stop <laughs> Let's us do it you I'd like to see you try uh, why don't you know I, I think probably a lot of us don't know what our game of the year is at this point because it is early December it's only early December <laughs> And half of us are still working through our... Uh, no, Nikki.
5: Nikki, you should. <laughs> Nikki! <Don't eat>
4: <laughs> no, but it's fine, because Nikki added that after uh, Merit had already yeah, brought the category. Exactly. No, See, it doesn't wasn't, yeah, exactly. It's not
0: a legal entry, but <laughs> I am going to force you to defend it. Uh, so, uh, Nikki's game of the year is
1: Rage yeah, 2. Rage 2. Um, it's a video game that I do think came out in 2019. <laughs> uh, it did? It did. I'm being told that it did come yeah. out in 2019. <sighs> what if, like, um, what if Far Cry, like, had, like, was in Mad Max, you know? What if? What if Apocalypse, wow. like, but twice? Wait. Yeah, but and, like, and, like, what if there was, like, pink and blue, like, I don't know, like... Nick- confetti and Nikki, smoke.
4: Nikki, are you are you in fact confusing Rage 2 with Far Cry New Dawn, a game that also came out in 2019?
0: Ooh. I mean, they are yeah, they came out. basically the same that game, did... and they do have the same aesthetics. <sighs> and, Fuck.
4: and one of them is actually a Far Cry.
0: <laughs> Weirdly enough, that is Rage 2. That is the Far true. Cry one is sort of like an unlicensed <laughs> fan game. Uh, it did get taken yeah. down when Kotaku uh, posted about it, though. Uh, yeah. No, Ni- I don't know Mickey doesn't of the year know yet so Steven also doesn't know
4: No no I fucking
0: So them. let's move on to the people who do know the do- the knowers the doers the movers the shakers the
1: wakers the bakers
2: the heartbreakers
1: I love this UPS commercial
0: <laughs> damn uh I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I'm gonna call it Disco Elysium is my game of the year. Um, this Damn. was a year that I actually got back into video games to my consternation um, as <laughs> yeah. a result of of this job. And I was actually charmed by a lot of games this year, which is very surprising to me because I most video games are bad. Uh, I think we can all agree on that point. But- <laughs> Uh, and I am going to, I'll post my list. It's probably already up at this point. So maybe you already know that my game of the year is Disco Elysium, but the, the way that this game integrates its mechanics with its setting, it's just so perfectly done. Yeah. Um, and, and then also there's just all of this sort of like, uh, craft in it as well. Like the writing, world building, voice acting, visuals, like they're all just so top notch that it's almost like, it was like, Oh, right video games can be good like they can have a good <laughs> yeah. they can be and of course they can be good but like they can be good in this way of like having a story that is intellectually interesting and is emotionally investing without being manipulative and i think it's probably ruined to me for like basically any other rpg of that type um <laughs> And, uh, it, it has
4: some rough edges, for sure. Sure, like, yes. Yeah, this is going to be on my list too. It's not a, it's to. not
0: a perfect game, but um, it probably wouldn't be interesting if it were. And uh, th- I think it's, it's my game of the year.
4: The impression it makes at the beginning of the game when the first thing you see is a big black screen and then a man whose name that they explain in the game is Ancient Reptilian Brain and sounds like what if Hagrid from Harry Potter smoked uh, three packs a day for the last 16 years does start talking to you and says like, what if you just stayed here with me in the void?
0: That's pretty good. It's so good. Yeah, no. Uh, the game does open with you talking to your uh, ancient reptilian brain and your uh, limbic system, and that does basically set the tone. So if you, uh, yeah, uh, if you if you like that, then then keep going. Uh, moving on, uh, Dylan's game of the year is Destiny Two Shadowkeep slash Oxygen, not included. Two different games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, Dylan, uh, you've talked a little bit about Destiny. Uh, if you want to say anything else about it, you can do that. But you could also talk about Oxygen Not Included.
5: Yeah, I, I feel like... I don't know. I always feel, like, wrong for picking a big expansion as a new game. Because it's not really a new game. I mean, Well, should... New
0: Light... Is technically yeah, it's just
5: a fundamental change. I mean, I've talked enough about Destiny, so I'll do a quick thing about Oxygen Not Included, which would definitely be my game of the year if it wasn't for Destiny existing to sink hundreds of hours into. <laughs> um, but I mean, Oxygen Not Included has been in early access for a few years now, but it, it finally came out this year. But that that strategy game is just so great. Um, it, it's basically, you're stuck on like, an asteroid and um, you need to build your colony but there are so many systems in that game like you have to manage oxygen um, like the famously of oxygen.
0: famously it isn't included
5: yeah, yeah that's no, that's a crucial <laughs>
0: thing
1: to understand and to yeah. remember
5: but yeah you have to you have to manage there's so many systems in that game As the person who's a fan of systems, like you have to manage the oxygen the electricity you have to manage uh, all your resources like if you, um, you well manage, but it sounds like,
3: like a, it sounds like a comedy game Dylan. like <laughs> some of the stuff they like some of the stuff you like came into work one day and you were like Oh, yeah, I, I basically fucked up my toilet system, so <laughs> everyone had to hold it because it <laughs> go to the bathroom, oh. and then, like, they all pissed themselves. Yeah, I can, like, I, can, I, can, I can explain yeah. this. All
5: right, so, so yeah. I'll just give this one excerpt from my game. Please. Essentially, um, the toilets you start off with are literally just, like, outhouses, and they produce polluted sand, which is just annoying because you have to deal with it. So I wanted to make, like, yeah. yeah, I wanted to create, like, a proper toilet system, you know, with plumbing and stuff. Uh, So one morning they all woke up. I was like, all right, so tear down the existing bathroom and let's build a new one But then I forgot you had to build all the pipes Uh, They did not (laughs) get it done in time. So all of them proceeded to wake up the next morning uh, And have accidents all over my my colony uh, Which then rolled off the one ladder that goes down to the bottom of my base and into our water supply um, so then they were drinking <laughs> pee in their water. Uh, and they were all very upset. And there was, their, uh, like, I couldn't even get them to deal with everything fast enough because I was like, well, ignore your misery right now. Finish the bathroom. Otherwise, you're going to have an accident again. Uh, and meanwhile, there were people just, like, standing in their piss for two days. Oh, my God. Well, as they worked. It was, it's, yeah. it's oh. a great
4: game. <laughs> so, like, all video games, oxygen not included is for perverts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <Go ahead>. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Well, game of the year.
0: uh, Danielle, Danielle's game of the year is Eliza, which was a surprise visual novel from Zachtronics, more well known for designing intricate puzzle games. And uh, could you tell us a bit about Eliza?
2: yeah it came out of kind of nowhere for me um and i I, yeah i just didn't expect to fall this much in love with it and there's also like i i started writing my game of the year list yesterday actually writing out the graphs to kind of determine where i felt about certain things and spoilers outer wilds and uh, neocab are also in like my top three but uh to go on with eliza i think it may be the best writing i've kind of ever encountered in a game or at least your top two or top three, uh, just really well-written. It, it feels like an actual novel rather than, oh, a, you know, kind of like zany writing about an adventure, which I also love. I'm not uh, in any way sort of saying, oh, that's bad or that's not good. But this actually feels like a very, very well-written Uh, sort of meditation on what it means to work in tech and what it means to want to do something good with your life and what it means to make the compromises sort of in between those things. So very briefly, it's about a woman who helped design the world's first AI therapist and she had very good intentions in going into it. And she and the other members of the team that made this had good intentions, but everybody has problems. They all have issues. They all have varying degrees of how much they have sort of compromised their lives or their careers or their morality to make this thing that is like a cheap alternative to real therapy. Uh, so, yeah, it's incredibly well written. Uh, multiple endings that all make a certain kind of sense, and the game just kind of goes there with it. Uh, but, yeah, it's just incredibly well written, incredible game. And it does, for those who, who want a little bit of the Zachtronics flair, it does have like a really cool solitaire, like mini game in it that you can spend 20 hours in if you feel like it. But,. Uh, the story itself is just incredibly well-written, inc- uh, incredibly well voice-acted, well-realized, awesome, awesome story.
0: Great. Cool. And uh, lastly, John's game of the year is Outer Wilds.
3: Yeah, I I think I can call it. I mean, I I, I have a few more games on my list to play before... Uh, before I finalize the the actual piece, um, but I'm gonna go ahead and guess that Shinmu Three is not gonna be um, and that's...
1: Oof. Outer Wilds.
3: Um, I'm gonna, ga- I'm gonna you, guess. You never know. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, the Outer Wilds to me kind of it 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 scratches a, a lot of itches for me. Um, I love space generally. <laughs> I, I love space exploration. Um, but the, the team managed to make a game that was emotionally resonant and scary and lovely and kind and kind of everything that I think like life is kind of about um, and kind of rolled up into this uh, weird Groundhog Day uh, meets No Man's Sky meets Majora's Mask kind of uh, situation and it's um it's a beautiful experience i've never really played anything like it um i i don't think it's a perfect game um by by any stretch but i do think nothing made me feel um the way outer wilds uh made me feel um this year or maybe over the past five years i think it's a um a beautiful game it it did not come out of nowhere because I know it's been in development forever, but it kind of came out of nowhere for me, um, and and kind of blew me off my feet. So um, I'm really happy that, uh, um, really happy that it's out there and exists. It's such a bizarre game, and I I really just just going back. I know we've talked about Disco Elysium a lot. It actually sounds like Disco Elysium does some of the same stuff just in a very different way. Um, and I'm looking forward to trying to get my hands on that before the end of the year because uh, uh, kind of a big year for games that are trying to, to you know really blow me over with like um, attention to detail and trying to create something that's like emotionally resonant and creating a real attachment to a world. Um, yeah, I, I love Outer Wilds
1: a lot. The guts, and also at the end, you find all of the guns, which is huge. Like there's a huge twist at the end of the game. A huge twist
3: at the end. You you find a bunch of guns at the end of Outer Wilds, <laughs> and they go, and they go. All of creation was leading to this moment, and <laughs> it's you. In kind an of elevator dropped, too, right? Yeah,
2: yeah it, 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 it is yeah. Yeah. It an you kind of
3: dropped into like you know where in the Matrix where they're like, here's the room with all the guns. Mm. It's like one of those. Yeah. <laughs> And, Lor- and Lawrence Fishburne does reprise his role as Morpheus, but they can't call him that, so he's called Orpheon. And so he's like, hi, I'm Orpheon. Here's the gun room. I hope you enjoyed your quest to restore, and then you're like, you can already start shooting. You yeah, don't even have to like listen to him. And you, you just shoot so many of the characters you met, either Scrimpy and his family. Dippo. You kill them, there's Dippo, and, like, you just kill all of them at the end of Outer Wilds. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very good. It's very fun. Thanks, Nikki, for reminding You're welcome. me. That's nice like, a really good one.
2: Anyway. Amazing.
0: Well, with that, <laughs> that is our Game of the Year podcast for 2019. Um, if you haven't played any of these great games, make sure to do that before the end of the year because, again they are erased from reality when the year rolls over. So be sure to enjoy all those good games while you can, uh, before it's too late. Does anyone have anything they want to add before we wrap things up?
1: Video games were a mistake and they're good.
0: Much like civilization.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, um, I think then we'll we'll call it. Um, I I have been and continue to be uh, Merit K. Uh, and do we? Does everyone say their names? I haven't ended a podcast in kind of a minute. Yeah. And also my brain is like still on fire.
2: We usually, so you did amazing. You made it through yeah. all that pain.
0: I made it through I'm very okay proud. I think I'm doing pretty good for someone whose yeah. brain is like being compressed in a vice um, yeah. by the hated yeah. drug Sumatriptan. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's just say where everyone can find us in case they are hunting us. Uh, please don't hunt me. Of, in kind of a fugitive yeah. or like most dangerous game kind of way. Uh, yeah. I am on Twitter at Merritt uh danielle
2: i am on twitter at danielle Ri. uh
0: nikki i'm
1: at godsua g-o-d-s-e-w-a john hi uh i'm at floppy adult
0: steven
4: hi i'm at steven Strum. s-t-e-v-e-n-s-t-r-o-m and dylan
5: uh skiffington underscore very simple don't try to spell it, just go on the website. <laughs> Standby.com.
0: That is a very long and complex Boom. Twitter handle. Yeah. Uh, but, good. I mean, you got to it first, so good for you. Uh, yep, so that'll do it for us. Uh, make sure to check out our other podcasts, uh, including the recently launched You Love to See It, a movie and TV
2: rewatch.
4: Uh, podcast. Re in parentheses, watch not in parentheses. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, Including that, including FanWidth, the uh, flagship FanBite podcast product. (laughs) And uh, who knows, we maybe have uh, a few more up our sleeves. Uh, Time will tell. And uh, until next time, uh, we like to end every show with our signature catchphrase. I am in terrible pain.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and so
0: are you. See you later, folks.
1: Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Yay. So I good. Thank you, Merit. I, I know that was Thank you, very
4: painful. Yeah.